Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fitness Philadelphia podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Herding, and I have the absolute pleasure of talking to Philadelphia's best sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, strength coaches, and personal trainers. These movement professionals are the leaders driving the healthcare revolution in the Philadelphia region. During each episode, we gain valuable insight into how these individuals are changing the game. Please stop by precisionperformancept.com backslash fitness with a PH Philadelphia to subscribe and learn more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Dr. John Herding here with Mark Falcone, owner of iCore Fitness. What's going on, Mark? How are you? Hey, how you doing, John? Doing good. Good. I appreciate you hopping on. And you have... You have such a unique thing going on, and I, I think it's it's it, this is going to be a fun interview for me and hopefully for everybody listening to kind of showcase what you're doing to influence movement and kind of the fitness revolution in, in Philadelphia. You're kind of leading the charge in, in certain spaces. So um, can you kind of give us, we'll get right into it, and give us a little bit of a background about what got you to um, where you are now, what you're doing, and kind of like the origin story of who Mark Falcone is and and why you're doing what you're doing currently? Yeah, sure. So, um, again, Mark Falcon, I own iCore Fitness in uh, Westchester. And basically, I got into it, uh, got out of college with like no real direction, but I went in with a business major knowing that entrepreneurship is a big field of mine that I was passionate about. I'd always like growing up, uh, started little small side businesses here and there. So, graduating college, I uh, started working in a typical job. And uh, I hated it. So I, I stuck with it about a year, a little over a year. And then I decided, like, I need to pursue the passion of entrepreneurship. And uh, in doing so, uh, I basically just quit my job, picked up a bunch of part-time stuff so I could hone in on it full-time. And in doing so, trying to figure out what I wanted to start, I started thinking about, like, all the things that I'm passionate about and all the things that I, like, do uh, and that motivate me in life. And for one, it was, like, I I was into this, like, uh, Obstacle course racing, we call it OCR racing. And then from that, I found American Ninja Warrior. Before both of those, I was just primarily like a runner, but not like anything serious, just kind of felt good, made me feel good. So I was out all the time. So I found that like I was going to like three different gyms and they weren't really satisfying like the need of what type of training that I wanted. And I I felt like compelled that a like all encompassing uh, space that has all of these different components of fitness in it would draw like a good crowd of community and that's something that you could build like a culture off of, especially because like overcoming obstacles correlates to regular everyday life of like trying to, you know, go through different battles and, and whatnot to attack this life that we're in. So I think it like correlates to that like energy. And so I started, I started searching for the, the type of gym that I had in mind and uh, just went around the country. I couldn't find anything unique like it at least not to the scale that i had like envisioned mm-hmm. so i uh, pretty much spent like the better part of three years trying to get from the concept to having the doors open and um it was wild it was definitely like an uphill battle of like what can go wrong will go wrong and delays mm-hmm. and setbacks but uh but it really like builds your confidence and perseverance when you when you get through things like that so it was a lot of fun building the gym and and getting creative and being unique in like what we offer. And I just think it, it, it's a very niche, unique business in the fitness industry. Absolutely. And you, you've you been around, when did you open the gym? We opened February 1st of 2015. So oh, over seven years. Which is, which is amazing. And I think you had to have been one of the first 
like nationwide or one of the first gyms in the country that focused on American Ninja Warrior and OCR training. Yeah. Yeah. We were, there was maybe two in the country at the time that we opened. Um, but we were about three times the size of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we went a little bit bigger in the fact that we were also like the first ones to fabricate all of our obstacles out of metal. Uh, versus like kind of homemade more more so homemade stuff but yeah so we had like the largest course the largest facility for a while now there's probably 300 gyms around the country mm-hmm. um, and some of them are massive 20 30,000 square foot facilities it's wild how this it's grown as a sport it's grown as a league and and uh, and across the nation now so it's kind of cool to think like maybe i inspired some people mm-hmm. by, prov- by proving the concept absolutely um, so, so with that, your gym's been around seven years and you've really kind of helped to pioneer like the, the trends in OCR and American Ninja Warrior. How have, you, how have you seen that culture change in those seven years around Philly? I think it, it, it kind of evolved. I, I, when we first opened, it was like crickets and I was like, oh no, this doesn't work. And then as soon as we started getting momentum, I'd say for the, the biggest aspect of our culture and they, uh, they really drive like the energy of the gym. But as far as evolving goes, I mean, I, the, I feel like the, we've been, we've become more of a brand in like this unique style of fitness, more than just like the title of like Ninja Warrior Gym. And then as far as the OCR part, yeah, it's a, it's a high camaraderie driven group oriented, high energy atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So what's nice is the, you know, all of our, all of our members are pretty much like best friends. We're like one big family. So I like that in the sense of you end up working working harder and doing more when your peers are, you know, grinding it out right next to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've spent a lot of time in your gym with my son who loves coming there, right? And yeah. that's one of the main things that I see. You've built this this great culture around the gym. And I know so many of these kids look up to you guys when they see you or your coaches, you know, doing whatever skill on, you know, the trampolines or on some of the obstacles that you have. And then you guys are all so super approachable that it just makes it a, a fun easy environment to be a part of like it's not intimidating like you said kids feel very comfortable coming in and being with their peers but also in talking to the coaches that are doing these highly skilled things and i think that breeds for like that it, it just it speaks very well to the type of business that you've built and and the camaraderie that you can feel as soon as you walk into the gym what one of the other things i love about your gym is you're always trying to improve it like i i just i was looking at instagram today and you've added two new things in the last two weeks and even through COVID, where there was, I know it was challenging for you and you were closed for a lot of it, as many gyms were, but you were using that as a time to improve on the product and improve on and, and adding obstacles and building out the facility more. And you added an outdoor space. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about what drives you? Because you could very easily become complacent. You have this great facility that has all these great obstacles. What motivates you to always be... Because I also know you just partnered with another OCR series too, right? So why? what drives you to always improve, to add the unique outdoor space that I want to hear about? Tell us a little bit about that. So um, first, the outdoor space. Uh, yeah, again, when when COVID hit, we got shut down. So immediately just pivoted to like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and try and get as creative as possible to just keep revenue coming in. Cause obviously the bills were still coming in. Um, so the first thing that we did was, uh, I, you know, unfortunately a lot of gyms were going out of business. I found one out in Philly that, that had just shut down. They had a big indoor turf area. 
Uh, so I bought all their turf. It's kind of funny. I thought that it was like, I thought I was just going to drive up, roll it up, put it in my truck. But then I realized how heavy actual like legit turf is with the like rubber pellets and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so I ended up, I, I left, got a U-Haul, uh, started hauling it and then maxed out the weight load of the U-Haul in like the first half of the day. <laughs> so ended up having to make a bunch of trips. It was a pain, but I got like a five bodybuilding friends to come yeah i was like the smallest one by four but they did all the heavy lifting and then to get it out because i didn't have them to get it out of the truck i used uh my truck and some chains and just like ripped them out so that was wild there's that's a pain to work with but anyway long story short we we moved one of our indoor rigs outdoors and mounted it to a shipping container and then i bought another shipping container that could house all of our equipment so basically we had we created like a little outdoor space, which in the long run has been awesome because it's just provided another unique atmosphere of being able to have a gym where you can work out indoors or you can work out outdoors when it's nice out. So we'll we'll run our we'll continue to run as many classes outdoors as possible in the warmer weather and then we'll bring it back in, in the in the winter weather, of course. So that that was the turf area part. I think it was a good addition. Uh, it definitely enabled us to keep our classes. We ran we the year of covid we ran all of our classes straight through the winter outside and members are still coming i i was miserable but <laughs> yeah got it out so it worked out and uh, and we got through that and then now uh, the byproduct is we have a unique space outdoors that creates another another cool little environment yeah so i think just to let everybody know these are ocr classes where you're training people specifically to compete in the obstacle course racing the mm. various series that are around right correct yeah yeah. So then what's the further motivation to continue to expand on like the Ninja Warrior side of your business where you're always adding obstacles, you know, to continue to challenge some of the members that have yeah. you, you've had several people come through that have trained at your facility that have been on the show and, and all of that. Yeah, I think I think it's necessary in our business to keep it fresh, keep it unique and keep adding um, and just like kind of molding with the community as it goes. I think that for us, I have to try and set timelines of like two to three times a year, we'll do like some big project. So we're always trying to keep it like, get feedback from our, you know, our clients and our members. And when someone's like, Hey, we should, we should use this. We should get this obstacle. And then I'll think through it, like financially, is it feasible? And then kind of hem and haul and then end up making lists of like big things, little things. And then when, as you, you know, as we reach our financial goals, we can, we can allocate towards those things. One of the newest things that we just added a big, like parkour bar setup that you probably saw. And that replaced the, where the, all the rigging was that we put, that we ended up putting outside during COVID. Now we replaced that all with another unique setup. So we're just always trying to keep it consistent so that people are challenged. And yeah, I feel like there's a point in, our style of gym where if you don't do enough of keeping up with the joneses like mm -hmm. the other gyms and facilities like people are going to get bored and and for us it's yeah i mean they're not going like a traditional gym you'll go to do the same exercises over and over with this it's they're trying to progress and progress and progress so we have to keep going bigger and bigger mm -hmm. as we as they grow well and that's what's so cool is you're custom making a lot of this stuff and it's not just like we, we've been saying the OCR and the Ninja Warrior, but then like the parkour community too can come in and it's a great indoor training space for those guys too, where so yep. much of what they do is outside. But what happens in the winter in Philly, you, they need to find a place to train. Yeah, 
and we have we even have like a group a pretty big group that uh pre-covid was coming consistently of uh professional cliff jumpers and that was a thing okay and uh they would use the trampolines and the foam pits to practice all of their like tumbling and stuff yeah um, before they brought it to a cliff so it's yeah there's a lot of unique uh athletic people um, i bet that makes some different sport this makes some for some good stories oh yeah yeah <laughs> definitely uh, that's that's great and then you're yourself like i think part of what maybe drew you to the space is you're a super accomplished athlete too in the obstacle course obstacle course racing realm like you walk into the facility and there there's probably 50 medals of some type of podium finish that you've had i've had a couple don't let him be modest guys he's he's pretty good so what's in in starting this and talking about the community what's been your main motivation you know as you've as you're getting started and and has it changed as you've seen this grow a little bit like what's your main motivation to just keep going and continuing to improve again i think the main motivation is the the reward that i get out of seeing mainly like again the, the kids that we work with and just watching that community grow and get stronger day by day. I think watching the kids like break through, especially like when we'll have like kids that are like on the spectrum or like Asperger's that come in and uh, have like not, never been into any sports and not really like lack confidence, but also like social abilities. And with our facility, like there's so many different components that you can jump. Like I want to do ninja stuff right now. I want to jump on this big blob, rock climb, go jump on the trampolines, jump in the foam pit. Like you kind of have that like ADHD mentality of like <clears throat> all these different things you can do. And it seems to stimulate them very well in the sense that it brings out like their true athleticism, their character builds confidence. And then as they watch like the other kids like progress, it's like, okay, once one kid gets something like a new move, it's like, oh, it's possible now. Then they all start getting it. And it's like, it's kind of cool to see like, the just the way that it, it like kind of the, the place like takes on a life of its own after yep. a while in the beginning it was more of me like trying to force that not force that but create that culture and like always being present and always being uh, yeah, involved in every single aspect of the business and as we've grown i've been able to kind of scale myself progressively and and kind of just do less of the things that i'm not as good at uh, or don't like to do, and then kind of just be more involved on like the back end of the business. I think that's what's been cool. And I think all of your coaches are so good at teaching the progressions to help a kid learn how to do whatever flip or, you know, I, I think that's, that's been really cool that they, they're really good at relating to kids and helping them, you know, learn, learn the skills that they're seeing on TV. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Rise Education Platform. RISE stands for Rehab Integrated into Sports Education. We offer solutions for business owners who want to bring more athletes into their practice, as well as clinicians to help them better understand how to integrate sports performance metrics into the rehab setting. Our 12-week master's class for clinicians offers solutions for clinicians to begin to implement these ideas right away. And our business mentorships helps business owners figure out the solutions that best suit their business's needs. Visit sportsrehabeducation.com for more information. Yeah, we've been blessed with some amazing staff. Our our, our staff is constantly getting com- you know, complimented. And I'm, I'm just proud of like the fact that we were able to put together a team like like we have. Yeah. So I think that, that literally the people make it what it is as far as the business and the culture goes in the gym. 
mm-hmm. without them it's just a, a bunch of metal but uh it, the way the way everything comes together we and the way we work as a team it's very encouraging and i think uh, that's one of the biggest aspects of what makes us successful when I think just continuing to comment on cultures, I think what I've seen as I've been in the gym too is a lot of your coaches came up as kids that were coming to the gym regularly, right? And then even yeah, on, go ahead. Good. I'd say like eighty percent of our staff uh, were members first, um, yeah. and that because our kids, the kids that come uh, that are our members are like obsessed with it. They're here every day. They like basically the fans are always like, I'm just going to leave and they can live here because I don't want to drive back and forth every day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's fine with me. But uh, they, so they end up like obsessed with it. And then they, they, because they're involved in the culture, they start to grow. And as they get older and mature, they understand the business, they understand the culture and they've got the skills to teach others. So it's like Mm -hmm. a win-win to just be like, Hey, how about you come on staff and start, uh, Absolutely. I love it. But then we're talking about the kids so much too, but then you, the whole other aspect of the business where it's like training adults who want to be on the American Ninja Warrior or want to do better in the OCR races. Like most of your fitness classes that are OCR specific are, you know, the adults that really like competing in the OCR type races. Um, yeah. So I'd say about half of them. Yeah. Uh, the other half, we have a, I guess yeah, probably about fifty percent that that don't actually compete, but just really enjoy that style of of workout. Just that it's unique and that it's you know the energy and the cold they just vibe with versus like a traditional gym. But the other the other half, I would say, do train to to be competitive and or at least to to pick a race to put it something on the put something on the calendar and then train to work towards it. Um, so we'll take on as as the season progresses which is like starting just about now we'll see like an influx of people who are like hey i sign up this race i've looked what i'm doing yeah like it's all good if you can get through our workouts you'll be fine yeah so tell me about the style of workout like people are familiar with like various group fitness classes they're familiar with crossfit how is ocr how are your classes different what what does a typical class entail so our classes the way i would explain it's kind of like a hybrid of uh kind of a, a hybrid of, of uh, classes. But the closest I can relate it to would be like if you took like the complex Olympic lifts out of CrossFit, our style would be the closest to that. Um, so we don't do any like super heavy stuff. We don't do anything like overhead uh, squats and stuff like that, 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 you know, you need mobility and like years of experience to, you know, to get those things. And as a, in a group setting to me that isn't really coachable so we we make it where it's safe but it's high energy fast-paced fun uh, camaraderie driven um and uh and then we'll throw in like some obstacles into the workout so we'll do like periodized depends on the season but like in the off season we're focused more on strength right like like everyone else Mm -hmm. Uh, trying to get as strong as possible so that when we start doing all the conditioning and high intensity stuff you can afford to lose a little bit of muscle during the season to be right. as fast as possible. So we'll do like periodized, like linear strength training in like the first half of our class. Mm-hmm. And in the back half, we do like our metabolic conditioning, which will be basically like in a traditional sense, it would be all of your like accessory work. And we'll just put that into a circuit where you're, having, you're getting your heart rate up on top of it. Right. Um, so that's our like, that's kind of our thought process on our training. But yeah, the biggest thing I think that, that makes it unique is just that we incorporate obstacles into stuff. It would be climbing walls, climbing ropes, 
and there's progressions to everything. So we have like different modifications for everything for like newer clients and people who are still working on like honing on their skills. Yeah. Which is great because it just you know, like everybody, you know, people are always looking to change it up and keep things interesting in fitness so it doesn't get boring. And, and I think you guys are able to do that because you incorporate uh, all those different aspects and you have obstacles that you can th- can throw in as well. That's great. And then how would you tell me about like if I came in and I said next year I want to be an American Ninja Warrior? What what does that look like? I know you have kids classes in an American Ninja team because there's a league in the region. Uh, between all the different gyms but what about an adult that wants to be part of american ninja warrior if i just came in off the street and i had no experience prior so we do offer like one-on-one personal training so we we could go that route what i typically do with people that are into that are usually super passionately into it so you usually try and connect them with our existing clients and just so that they can kind of form a training group of their own and so all of our memberships are like all inclusive. You can come seven days a week so they can like, as, as they, as we get newer people in, we can kind of plug them in depending on what they're into and what they're trying to learn mm-hmm. uh, with a group that already exists within the gym. We did have a specific ninja night before quarantine that uh, we haven't brought back yet, but we're definitely going to Yeah, uh, where we'll just be open for like, anyone can drop in and try it out and we'll just have like a different course of the night. But yeah, other than that, we offer like session passes, memberships, and personal training as well. Um, if someone wants to specifically like hone on certain things. Yeah, that's great. So, so anything it really, your gym is revolutionary because it it's you know unique to the space. It it kind of helps you know propel OCR racing and, and Ninja Warrior nationally because you're one of the first to market. But then you're offering all these individual fitness solutions for whether it's kids or teens or adults, something, you know, one size fits all that keeps fitness interesting and helps people find a new niche niche that of something that they really enjoy doing. Yeah, I agree. It just it brings the youthfulness back to working out. Because yeah. when you think about it, it's like the closest thing to what we did when we were kids. You know, we just didn't have facilities like this. Now it's like, I'm I'm curious, these kids are going to be monsters because of what they have to train at such a young age. But uh, but just like we used to climb trees, climb buildings, jump off things. Here is just like a basically a safe environment to do all of those things that, that you want to do as a kid. And, and I th- think it's really interesting that you said that because you're so right. Like now everybody's so like you know, fitness has almost become a chore for a lot of people and it doesn't have to be a chore. It can be something fun where you just walk into a gym like yours and you just play around for a couple hours. Yeah. That and, and even the programmed workouts, um, it's like kind of, you don't have to think about it. You just get in the car, you get here and then it's all set up and we're ready to grind. So it it takes like the guests are out of going to the gym and kind of meandering around and talking to people and, you know, it, it creates more of a structure, I think. Yeah. And I think, but, and I think it's fun to go, like, even in my experiences, it's, I'll just go mess around and see if I can do a certain skill and I'll, I'll leave the gym feeling a little bit sore. And it never felt like a workout. It was just trying something like, again, making fitness fun, playing around. And it doesn't feel like such a chore. Like, oh, I got to get in the car. I got to go do this. I have to fight. Like, I think that's also another unique quality that your gym offers. Great. No, I appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell me a, bit, a little bit about what's next. Do you have are any, are there any other, you know, what's on that list of things that you're going to build, upgrades you're going to make to the mm. gym? What's, what's next along those lines? What are you seeing? What are you seeing evolve in the Ninja Warrior space or the 
OCR racing space? Well, one of the things that we're going to offer, we're going to start offering parkour classes specifically. And in doing that, we're kind of waiting out to build out more of that parkour area. So around that bar setup, I have like a vision for like a bunch of like slant boxes and vault boxes, different like parkour items. And I don't do parkour, so mm. it's kind of interesting, but it, I think it's a it's an untapped uh, part of the business that fits in our it fits in with what we do. So I think that is going to be a good addition to our brand of bringing in more of the like parkour community, especially since a couple of those gyms that that's just, that were specific in that area uh, have gone out of business. So there's not too many places for people to go uh, locally. Yeah. So. Uh, I think the parkour section, that's like the, the bigger thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of just let things come to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, know, I know you're always thinking and you're always, you're always moving, doing something. So I know it's going to come and it's going to be great as always. We'll try. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So anything else you'd like to, you'd like to mention, bring up about the gym? No, I think one of the, from the business aspect of what we do, again, like, a lot of, as we, as we stated, a lot of the stuff that we do is for kids. And I think the, like the event birthday party type atmosphere is, uh, is unique with us as well. And from a business standpoint, for anyone that's in like the event type space, it's really easy to sell. Because <laughs> uh, if we sell a birthday party with 20 kids, as long as they all have a great time, we just sold 20 parties. Mm-hmm. And because uh, all the kids want to have their parties here, so for us, that that was like a good eye-opening aspect of our business that uh, that became one of the largest aspects of the business. Yeah, I just think the biggest things about your gym it's the culture you've created, the fun that people have there, and and I think that's just helped you grow over the last seven years. And then you know, as you said, like all of these gyms were struggling like through COVID and you've, you've seemed to come out even more on top because you're using it and pivoting, you're using it productively and pivoting. And, and now it seems like you guys are doing really well because you've made this great product with a great culture. Yeah. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So Mark, we usually end this with five, a final five questions that kind of give people deeper, a rapid fire. You, you don't know about these prior and rapid fire to give them more insight into like who Mark Falcone is. Oh boy. Are you ready? Uh, let's do it. All right. What would be your walkout song? Uh, Kuna Matata. I love it. Why? Oh, that was the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> Just goofy. <laughs> No one would expect it. Oh, that would be great. You're walking in. You're ready to close a, a game. You're a relief pitcher or whatever, a closer, and you're walking out into the outfield with a Kuna Matata. That would be, that would be great. That's my jam um, right there. What is your favorite exercise? Running. Running. Yeah. How many miles do you put in a week when you're like – Now, now well, zero. <laughs> right. Uh, but, for now, about 60 miles a week. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know Mark, he's putting in 60 miles a week and then doing the OCR classes on a daily basis, almost five days a week. (laughs) (laughs) If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pizza is the generic one. Uh, Give me something better than that. Yeah. Come on. Chicken parm. Okay. What's your guilty pleasure? Mm, My dog. Takes priority over the world. <laughs> I love it. Rogue, Rogue is a stud, though. Rogue, he's, wild. he's a Belgian Malinois. Everyone that yeah. is always moving, always doing something, very high energy. And Mark, the perfect dog for Mark. Yeah, she's pretty much identical to me. <laughs> yeah, 
And then what's your favorite thing about the Philadelphia area? Oh, not much. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I like I like Westchester, the Westchester area. I like the the fact that we have a lot of good trails out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, in an ideal world, I'd split my time between like Colorado, California, and Florida. Okay. I like the mountains. I like the beach. So yeah, the summers are good here. I don't I don't mind that. Yeah. The winters I could do without. I hear you. I hear you. If I didn't like to snowboard so much, it would be. That, yeah. Excellent. Any any closing thoughts before we close this out, Mark? I appreciate the time you spent with us today. No, not much, man. I, pre- I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Well, we appreciate everyone listening to the Fitness Philadelphia podcast. Mark, if you guys haven't been into the Westchester, Westchester area to check out iCore Fitness, I suggest that you do. It's He occupies a unique niche in our fitness space that is really, it just makes it a fun time. Even if you just want to come out with friends and and hang out and try some of the obstacles you're seeing on TV or or try one of the OCR classes before you sign up for for a race. I think it's a a unique gym and Mark's doing some great stuff with the culture that he's he's built. I appreciate that. All right, Mark, I appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, man. Have a great day. All right. Hey, hold on a second. Don't leave yet. This is your host, Dr. John Herding, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fitness Philadelphia. If you did, I'm going to ask you to do three simple things. They take less than five minutes and they go such a long way. We really do appreciate it. Number one, please subscribe to our show wherever you listen to it. iTunes, Spotify, or whatever it may be. Number two, please leave us a favorable review. Number three, share it. Put it on social media, talk about it with your friends, send it in a text message, whatever you can do to share this episode because we put a lot of work into it and we want to make sure as many people are getting the value out of it as possible. And lastly, if you'd like to learn more, please go to precisionperformancept.com backslash fitness Philadelphia. Thank you so much. This is Dr. John Herding. This is Fitness Philadelphia and have a great day.